0: Thank you for tuning in to Cop Boy with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with comic Luis Lopez. Luis Lopez, how the hell are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Brian? I'm uh, doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. And I uh, let people know where they can find you do comedy online or in person during the quarantine. I know I follow you here at. I think your Luis Lopez is here across social platforms.
1: You nailed it, it's there, and then anything that, um, you know, any outdoor stuff I'm booking, uh, I'll also post on my uh, Instagram and all that such, so you, uh, that should cover all the bases. So you're going to let us know, I'm in this park, and you're supposed to go in this entrance to this park to see where I am. Dude, it's such a maze. Like, I, I, went, to a, I went to a show at Central Park, and it's like, alright, this one giant area, but come in through the 69th Street entrance, and you'll stumble upon it. And you yeah, do eventually, I... but it's just like, Jesus Christ, it's like, I feel like I need a map.
0: Yeah. And so does everybody. Everybody stumbles upon it, even the people you don't want to.
1: I know. Oh, dude, I was I was at the I was at a show uh, like a week ago, I think it was a it was a Stamp New York show in Central Park and they were just having picnics around it because you can't tell them not to. It's a park. And yeah. then an old job that I used to work at, I was having a picnic there. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, this, yeah, I know. So it was great, though, because, you know, like, Cause I got fired, so like it's not like we left on great terms. <sighs> oh. So I was walking by, and and one of the people I used to work with saw me, and she was like, "Luis," and then I kind of waved, and then everyone else kind of like stared at me, and yes. it's, it's like you don't have to keep up social etiquette when you don't work there, and we're comedians, like so ah. two even less. I was just like, I really don't want to do this, and I just left. It was fantastic.
0: I love that. Um, do you think that they saw you being a just a performer and being like, wow, this guy really made something of himself.
1: Uh, I don't even think they were really paying attention, especially because <laughs> in, in the park, you can't. Uh, I don't think you can use like an amp or a microphone or anything. So, yeah, you're so kind people, of are, you guys are shouting? Yeah. You, so you shouting have to, like, Yeah, you just have to like project really loud. And like, you f- it feels like a cult. Because like, <laughs> it feels like very kind of unofficial. And these are people that just like want to be here, which it's nice to like have that at least. But even in like uh, in other parks where we try to have a microphone. Like you have to turn it off when like the park police, whoever they are, come around, <laughs> which is uh, it's just a weird feeling because it's like they know what we're doing. They know yeah. we don't just have this for a prop, but we'll have to like, play <laughs> around like, ah, this is what's been going on here.
0: But I, I love that. It's like the world's most boring cult. We're just going to have a guy up there shouting us, shouting at us while we're all Indian style, Indian, Indian style with our masks on, sitting on the ground. Exactly. There's nothing that ever gets done, but you will be uh, around and so like these these shows how do they i mean are you booking them in the normal way just kind of the relationships you developed over a long time you know one guy's like yeah we're gonna get the show going in the park do you want to be on the bill
1: yeah exactly that's pretty much um, how they go it's um the the only thing that's really changed is that the the clubs aren't doing obviously shows because a lot of them don't have outside space but the ones that are you know you still kind of go you hang out you're outside at least that's nice but the um, the like self-produced shows like on rooftops and just on other sections of the park are uh, are, you know, just a, just as fun because they have no, um, you know, the barriers to entry are gone now. You don't need plug. You just need a microphone and an amp and hopefully people will listen because it's sunny out.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this stuff will continue. Like, you know, even some of the, you know, doing Zoom shows with people across the nation is kind of building on some of these comedians' national networks, so it's going to make it easier to tour in the future. But I wonder if, you know, because they're noticing the barriers to entry is not really a necessity, you know, if people are going to just kind of keep doing this stuff, you know, for years to come, even when it's not necessary, even when there's a vaccine.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know about uh, the Zoom stuff. Maybe more, maybe it'll be a little bit for people that are like more introverted and just want to like stay inside and watch something live but for like from you know like the comics point of view it's not like it's not nearly as as fun so like it's it's more convenient which is okay i guess but like the the whole point of it is to kind of like you know like vibe with people while they're there so um that i think would be rough outdoor stuff i think might stay around if if um if it's the hot months and such but like you know when it really comes down to it like that when you're inside and like a tight space just perfect for spreading corona it's also just <laughs> it's also just great for comedy right because it's everyone's just packed in so yeah. um but who knows we'll see what happens in um in some time
0: yeah it's so fucking hot that i can't even imagine a day where it's going to be too cold to do these outdoor shows but you're right like sometimes weather will not permit and even somebody was like dude i got heckled by the thunder and then the act after him was like yeah i got rained out <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like a baseball
1: game it's like, all right we're gonna have a delay and hopefully this works out or not but they might call it
0: Yeah, and so even some of the live sports one of the things we will be talking about is UFC and you know They were you know, you said pre-pod that they were kind of um, you know Continuing their craft even you know before like the NBA started their recent scrimmages Um, Did they do it without an audience and and what did you notice about the UFC? It was you know did the from what I hear on some of the pods some of the bigger podcasters are like yeah, it's um, They can kind of focus a little bit more because they're not playing to the crowd
1: yeah i think it's uh well first of all you're right They're, they were the first thing to like come back like really strong and it, it makes sense right because you only have to test like really two people yeah. it's just weird because like if you think of not spreading a disease people like <laughs> on each other doesn't seem like the way to do it right yeah, you guys will still get the
0: blood the blood uh transmitted diseases but not the corona
1: yeah i mean we don't care if you have aids but don't cough. <laughs> me right like this is this is a level we have to stay at but no it's um it's weird, dude, because, like, there's no audience. I also saw, like, a boxing match recently that was, like, n- nobody around. So it's it's kind of cool because you can, like, hear what the corner is yelling at the fighter. But at the same time, like, it's like, all right, well, I know what you're going to do now. So I'm going to try to stop that. It's, it's just a you know, weird It was like vibe. the
0: reverse psychology. Like, I'm going to tell you the opposite of, of what I want you to do. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I can't bad. do that when my head is all busted up. Man, I have a concussion right now. I wasn't able to kind of translate the code from my corner you have to take the double negative over here <laughs> and then like just, yeah what what do you like about ufc and do you, do you also like the same things about boxing like the tyson we've got roy, roy jones jr exhibition will be will be coming up soon oh, that's a mess don't
1: fuck okay look <laughs> if, if you need I, I get it if they like didn't spend wisely and maybe you need to like make money some other way do it a different way dude they're both like 50 something years old tyson's almost 60 i think what oh. like and anyone who watches that like All right, first of all, no one's going to watch it live. But if you pay for that, like, just watch your grandfather fall. It'll be the same thing. (laughs) I get it. Like, I get it. People are like, oh, I want to see him again. He was, like, the best. Yeah, but, like, at some point you stop being, like, a great athlete and you just start being a random old man. And he's (laughs) getting really close to that point. So just let let, let him be okay. Roy Jones I'm a little more okay with. He's, like, I think 53 (laughs) instead of 58. Yeah, I wonder if they're uh,
0: going to kind of go all out. And this is going to be where the... You know the fantasy kind of is you know turns into reality everybody was hyping up his whole workout video tyson's workout video but once you get a, a roy jones jr on the other side and if you guys are going all out you better get lucky with the knockout mike because you might you might not be able to go the the distance
1: i know it's it's eight rounds so it's a little shorter but like that's still a lot of work I, i'm hoping it's uh i'm hoping it's like an exhibition and they take it okay i have a feeling it'll be like uh like, when you're kind of, like, wrestling with, like, one of your friends for whatever reason, and then, like, you're both joking around, and then, like, one of you starts going harder, and then the other yes. one starts going harder, and then you just start, like, actually trying to hurt each other. Yeah. But I think it'll I think it'll probably be like that, but with elite athletes who can uh. actually hurt each other as old men. Yeah, so, that's why you uh, have
0: to come to a, an agreement first. Like, either we're going to take it easy the entire time or call it, or we have to go all out. Because I worry about that. Like you said, you know, fucking Tyson gets hit the wrong way, and he's like, dude, I'm going to go nuts on this motherfucker i mean, exactly. I, you know, it's like the equivalent of biting his ear off. I'm actually going to slip this guy a big old uppercut. Exactly. It's just,
1: uh, I don't know. I, 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 I would. I'm gonna. I talk all the shit about people who are gonna watch it like that. You're an awful person. I'm definitely gonna watch it.
0: I might not pay for it, but I'm gonna, gonna get yeah. shummy me with whoever has pay per view. Of course,
1: I'm gonna watch it. I'm just not gonna like myself for it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I am going to at least read about it and see if it's worth trying to find some sort of pirated version of it. And the ex- the exhibition fight I'm thinking about is the whole Rocky 3 thing where it was Thunderlips where it's Hulk Hogan and Rocky 3 and he ended up uh what, benching uh, Rocky over his head. That was Oh yeah right. yeah yeah right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Rocky franchise, you know, and uh and I think if I ever got on stage it would be to do a Rocky 4 bit. And so like it's so dated And that's why I never will. But it's like, dude, like, that's what I hate. Everybody doesn't love the same shit you love. Like, you know, you like, you know, I've never really, I don't even think I've seen a lot of UFC fights and I have a shitty UFC game at home that I'm awful at. But like, do you notice that when you want to go on stage and talk about something that you love, that you're totally crushed when the audience is not as in love with it as you are?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's weird because a lot of things that I find funniest are very like inside baseball things about like comedy. So like, other like other comics will get it and like it's it's like a funny thing that tends to happen but the hardest thing is like getting that to translate so that the audience can understand it you know yeah. so if you do that with any topic that's like too niche or too whatever if they just don't like get it or if you're not doing a job of like letting them giving them a solid <laughs> background on it yeah it doesn't work so i am sad that like ah damn i i thought i made this relatable yeah. but it's more it's more sad on my uh On my failure to actually make it relatable, then it's like "Ah, I guess they hate, uh, you know, marathons or whatever. So it's just um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because I mean, anything
0: that's a setup is not a punch, you know. And so if you are giving somebody the adequate background, that's like time that's wasted in your act that they're not laughing at. So what are some of the inside comedy things that you that you dig on that an audience might not? What's currently tickling your inside comedy fancy?
1: Oh, um, I don't know. Right, right now um, it's just what is it right now? I don't know. They kind of just come to me like, at, like when they happen. I'm like, oh, this would be funny to talk about, but it's just not enough. So things that are just like, I don't know, man. Like really inside stuff, like what's going on in the actual comedy world. Like, uh, like we were talking about, like prepod, like Dalia, and just like comedy, like drama, I guess. You can always find like an angle on certain like news or whatever's going on, and I tend to pay the most attention to comedy related stuff <sighs> which uh I don't think is necessarily great that like i I don't think I can name my senator, but I know that's <laughs> going on <laughs> like the d c scene for some reason yeah. so that's that like, great but uh yeah, you know it's um it kind of comes
0: and goes and who's a comic that you kind of like or you looked up to and they get they subsequently got embroiled in some sort of drama
1: um Who's a comic that I like? Oh well, I think the big one is obviously like Louie. Like yeah. I think he's uh, uh, obviously one of the best, and I think he still is. His new hour was really great. Um,
0: I'm trying, to, that, I'm trying uh, to get that. I'm trying to get the free code for that too. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like even the tyson fight i might not pay for it but i do want to listen to it and there's yeah, people out there there's even I think bonnie q harris i thought she had a she had a tweet where i was like yeah i'm not gonna watch it but if somebody's got the code you know give it to me i'll watch it for an a- academic purpose and it's That's like hilarious. dude you know it's gonna be funny like i think i watched his the previous one which was at governor's or something on new year's eve and it was solid Probably like he was one. like dude I, I lost 40 million dollars and i'm like yeah like like the punishment i love yeah. that like the punishment does fit the crime like if you ever you know if you were just a normal person exposed yourself to two two comedians in your hotel room you would get what a fine you know you know maybe prob- probation maybe a couple hundred dollars fine. And that would be tough for you. And so like, what is actually tough for somebody like Louis CK is to, you know, fuck them to the tune of $40 million. So, I mean, it does fit the crime. I, I mean, meaning it's, it's much more exorbitant than anybody else would face, but it's all relative. And so, you know, it, these people really did, you know, reveal these things to maximum punishment. And, and I guess that's, that's appropriate.
1: Yeah, I think they do that in, like, Singapore or someplace in Asia that, like, if you get a speeding ticket, they, like, make it match however much you actually make. So, if like, that's you're a cool. CEO somewhere, they'll make it, like, $100,000 for a speeding ticket. That is cool.
0: That, man, I've never heard that, and that should be used for everything. Yeah, that, that'd be great because if, uh, if you're also,
1: like, you know, a comic, you can break the law and only have to pay, like, $13.
0: <laughs> you can expose your stuff on stage, and, yeah, that's 12 bucks right there. It's like, no, exactly. give, me your drink, give me your drink ticket. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's your spot money. <laughs> But yeah, I was reading before I came on where, where some people are, you know, making $200,000, $500,000 are complaining that they don't like they should get some money in, in these pandemic relief things because they're like, dude, I pay so much in fucking taxes. Like the people who are getting all this money via unemployment and the unemployment bonus are people who are not paying in as much as these million, you know, these hundred thousand heirs are. And I guess I can see their point a little bit. Like on West Wing, he was like, dude, I I pay tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. It doesn't mean that the ambulance is going to come 10 times faster. You know, I I pay my share. Like we can tax people like crazy, but don't demonize them if you are, you know, a a politician or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: I felt felt like a very similar way in terms of like people that were making a lot of money were like, oh, why don't we get stimulus checks? I'm like, because you'll be fine. Right. But yeah, then yeah, that's the like, good way of
0: looking at that. Right.
1: Yeah. But then this thing has also been going on like, s- what, like four or five, six months, something like that. So if it goes on much longer, like I don't care if you did like make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You never plan to not work for nine months. Yeah. Every- everyone's like, oh, you should have a savings. Right. Like, oh, you should be able to live like a few months without money, which is like a good mindset. But like a year, like who
0: saves a year of their money? Like it's yeah. kind of absurd. So yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot. Weird. So yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is like these people—they're complaining because they're living paycheck to paycheck, essentially, because they're paying so much on their private school tuition, and it just goes to show that like the poor people who are going to spend their stimulus immediately, these people will too. It's kind of a exactly. fancy that yeah, they have a giant pile of money, but but the 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 article said something like what what they didn't kind of reveal was the fine print, which is yeah, it did take thirty thousand dollars and put it in four hundred one k. And it did, you know, at the end of the year, they did have $7,000 in savings. So, like, they can probably tap that 401k with a penalty, but they can still tap it. But I do like the fact that, like, as long as you're spending the money, I don't care if it's on a Lamborghini, because like, you know, who's making that money? It's gonna be, you know, the salesperson per- making the commission. It's gonna be the company who's then gonna employ people who make the fucking cars, maybe in the US, maybe somewhere else. And so like in law school I learned like a lot of this, you know, when you go into the economics of it, like, okay, what would happen if we legalized prostitution? It's like you have to look at it from the point of view, well, this would happen and this would happen and this would happen. Like it's not enough just to have us a, a punchy line as a politician demonizing rich people if you're not being like, dude, that might have been a reason for some of the economic slowdown if these rich people weren't spending the $30,000 at the school, which then hires the teachers and keeps them on staff.
1: Yeah, exactly, because even like, I was reading something that said that because of like uh, a lot of places being shut down, like there's a coin shortage, like people like aren't aren't going out as much, there's not as much change, so no one's going to laundromats, so now like no one has clean clothes, so now we're all getting (laughs) like syphilis. It's like a whole, like everything's connected. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I didn't know that pennies were this impactful on like the economy, but like it literally boils down to it sometimes.
0: Yeah, the penny shortage is giving me syphilis. That's hilarious. I just learned the other day (laughs) that you could drop off your laundry for just like no money. Like it was I, I was like I've been doing my laundry twice a month for decades like, I'm one of these people who thinks money, you know, a dollar's worth something. Like, I shouldn't give seven extra dollars to the people at the laundromat, right? But it's like, it's yeah. so, it saves me so much fucking time. But also, the $7 is going to good people. Like, these people need the fucking money. Like, the reason why it's only $7 extra is because these people are living close to the bone and, and they're paying their bills. Like, $7 helps them. And so I'm so fucking lazy that that, like, I am, to me, I'm, like, set for life now. Because <laughs> I just <laughs> took off my plate a twice-a-month thing. So, meaning, like, 25 times a year for the next several decades. That's hundreds of times that I'm not going to the laundry anymore. That's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, dude, that's the thing too. Like sometimes where I'm going to spend money on, on something that's like a service like that, I'm like, "Ah, like do I really want to spend this much?" I'm like, "Well, I think my time is worth more than $7 for yeah. the 2 hours I'm going to be here." Yeah. So like I'll do that. But the annoying thing about that is sometimes you start justifying things that like don't even make sense. <laughs> or like, like, all right, this Uber is $100, but I guess I would save like
0: 38 minutes. So this, yeah. uh, let's, see, let's
1: make this uh, transaction. And it's for you, really it's
0: broad. like I'm doing it for my career. Like I really, you know, this Uber is helping me take on an extra spot in Brooklyn. Do, do you know how
1: stupid I feel doing that sometimes? <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm on the Upper West Side. I'm not getting paid for my spot. Then I'm like, all right, I got to get to the Lower East Side. I got to get there in like a short amount of time. I'm going to pay this $20 Uber to also go not get paid for a spot. Like yeah. my whole night
0: out, I just lost thirty dollars. Like it's not yeah. a, it's not a smart financial decision. But you gotta, you gotta get better. And now it's gonna be a health decision too, because you're like, too. If I go on the train, that's gonna be you know exposing myself, exposing me to thirty people who might, you know, have the virus themselves. And so one person with an open window in an Uber, that's just a health decision, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I went to the
0: protest when they were going on, so I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> well, oh. I mean, I love the fact that it didn't spike too much. In part because it was outside, but also because a lot of those people were wearing masks. Like, who know, knew right? the antifa would be the easiest to uh, to avoid spreading the coronavirus? Yeah, it's great. So I fucking love that. Like, yes, people are so easy to, like, somebody labeled me Antifa once. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Like, this was years ago. It was, like, some conservative radio. I did this great Scalise joke after he got shot, the the Mm -hmm. congressman. And it was too soon, and it was an awful joke. But, like, somebody picked some fucking radio host in Oklahoma, like, boosted it to his Republican conservative followers and called me Antifa. I had to look the fucking thing up. Why is it bad to be anti-fascist? That's hilarious. It's like, really? I mean, being anti-fascist is supposed to be a bad thing? I thought fascism was bad.
1: I don't know, dude. Racism's bad. Like, uh, I, I, there's everything. Everything's bad, and I'm very confused. That sounds weird. So it, that sounds like I don't want racism to be bad. I just can't think of a different example
0: to say this. So that's gonna be a weird sound clip. Uh, dude, yeah, that's exactly when I'm gonna be clipping. But like, is a lot of the stuff making its way into your act? Like, are you talking about anything like, you know, race or anything like that that could be misconstrued if you don't do it delicately? Dude, I I try to walk like because to me the 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 funniest stuff
1: is stuff that's, like, just, like, almost offensive, but not quite there. So, like, as you're starting to, like, develop new stuff, it's, uh, you cross that line a lot, right? So it's like, Uh oh, is this where it is? It's like, no, dude, you went way past it. It's like, all right, (laughs) I gotta back it up a little bit to make it more acceptable. So, uh, yeah, you know, definitely, I, um, talk about, like, race, kind of, like, about, like, myself, I'm brown, like, my experiences with that, and then just, randomly like observational stuff thrown in there. You know, like sometimes I'll have like a few minutes on soap if that so tickles me. <sighs> so it's just uh it's a it's a mix
0: of everything really. And I think I, I I see that with your Twitter feed. I like a lot of this fucking shit. Like like your jokes are, you know, pretty much anything that's on your mind, like, you know, you'll go from <laughs> I see something on interracial porn, but then I see something on mustard, so and even the yeah. mustard joke the mustard joke goes into hard canyon prostitutes, and so so I think lo louis Luis Lopez is like, you know that's you're on the line sometimes it's soap but sometimes it's racist soap or something yeah it's 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 never
1: consistent but it's <laughs> but it will always swing back to somewhat offensive so that's good
0: good well i mean that makes me happy that luis lopez is here um that's his uh, uh social handle across all social platforms at least on twitter and instagram are you also doing youtube stuff or not really
1: not really any uh videos i post will also just be on uh, igtv
0: I love your buy on it on Instagram. I also enjoy jujitsu and various foods. Yeah, foods. It's a good time. Dude, I'm burning your material because I mean that's a that's a fucking funny follow. So Luis Lopez, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me, man. We really appreciate it.